What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. This is episode two. I'm the host that's losing their voice, Bruce, and I'm joined by Nolan. What's going on, man? Not much. Just uh, ready to talk about this Camden weekend uh, and all the interesting things that happened. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was plenty out there. Um, But first, before we get into all of that, we want to really thank everybody for all of their insight and feedback, um, all the compliments, all anything that you've given us so far. Thank you guys for listening, subscribing and reviewing us. Um, Nolan, we're actually available on Apple Podcasts now too, right? Yes, we are. So be sure to to get on there and subscribe. Rate us five stars, please. I think we've gotten might be in the double digits now in uh, five star ratings. Really? So thank you to our family and friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. And uh, <laughs> shout out all the dads out there. Hopefully, everyone had a good Father's Day. Yes. I mean, we've got so much to talk about. So really, you know, the tours ref back up. We have a new segment actually to introduce. Wow, episode two, and we're already throwing new stuff out there. What are we doing? And a lot more. So let's go ahead and dive on into the uh, Camden weekend. And uh, Nolan, how'd that start? Um, Was that a song we like or what was going on there? No, it's actually not a song we like. It's a song we love. If you remember last week, we had said this is a song that we want to see brought back. And sure enough, they start the weekend Camden Night One with a pig opener, tour debut, and Boom. Bruce, it sounded freaking awesome, especially on Sirius XM. Yes, yes it did. Um, I listened with one AirPod in my ear as uh, my fiance and I sat there and um, had dinner and I believe <laughs> continued to watch, um, catch up on some of her Teen Mom episodes. Um Yes, that is still a TV show. Wow. Um, but yeah, it sounded great with one headphone in. Um, the stream was, uh, it seemed like it may have been um, an IEM stream or something to that effect. You could hear Carter kind of talking, counting into the song, which was cool. He said something to the effect like, uh, we're going to bring the storm or, you know, let's kick some ass, you know, something like that. And a harsh count in the pig and boom, just kick the door down immediately i mean what a great opener and um i think last year when they played pig rashawn did a little muted trumpet to um um in replacement of the violin part and this time buddy did it and i thought it sounded pretty good he sounded great i mean he played boyd's parts uh flawlessly i mean it it was it was refreshing to hear and he didn't mess up it was it was great what do you mean uh Boy didn't mess up. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. No, never. Um, but yes, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, what a great way to open a show. What a great way to kick the tour back off. Um, if you're at a two night stand and you get Pig to open your two nights, you. I mean, I can't think of too many more songs that sets the bar much higher. Um, you can really hear hear it in the fan recordings with the fans um yelling and getting extremely excited um i've seen a pig opener actually at camden oh uh, night two in 2010 and i mean it is i've seen it in the encore there too by the way but it is just such a great opener and um i mean it's one of those songs that if it opened pretty much any show that i went to scratch that every show that i went to i'd be perfectly fine with that um 
I'm sure you feel the same, but I mean, oh yeah, we're gushing on and on. We have so many songs to talk about. Um, you know, they continued with uh, Do You Remember, which is kind of a staple here at the beginning of these sets. Um, and I like that song. Um, you know, it seems like some people don't. Are you a big fan of it? I mean, it, like, I think it's one of our favorites from uh, their recent album. Oh, for sure. It is definitely my favorite uh, from Come Tomorrow. And I mean, I remember watching Farm Aid uh, two years ago when they debuted at Dave and Tim and I, I loved it. Um, oh, yes. That was on a YouTube stream or something. Weren't we both watching it, like texting each other like, oh, a new song. Yeah. Yeah. I started, I pulled my phone out and started recording the video of my TV. <laughs> what a What nerd. a loser. Gosh. Get a life. To me, it has that classic DMB sound more than more than any song on the album other than Idea of You. Um, yeah. But, yeah, if they had written this in the 90s, I mean, it'd be one of their, I think, most popular songs. I agree. I think it's that recency bias sort of thing, um, honestly. And I don't really get it. Maybe some people can chime in on some of our social media stuff and let us know, like, what the hell is your problem? Yeah, let us know. Yeah, for sure. So uh, continuing on with the set, uh, stay awesome early. Um, I think that that's pretty much anywhere in the set. You'd be okay with it besides like closing. Maybe people get a little tired of that. But anytime it's in the early spots, that's good. And then uh, they went Segway City here for a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, now we've got Big Eyed Fish and a Bartender, followed by So Much mm. to Say, Into Anyone Seen the Bridge, Into Too Much. Uh, and mm. then Nancy's, which, gosh, oh, oh that's <laughs> that I forgot about run. Nancy's. Yes, I'll, I'll take Big Eyed Fish and a bartender at every show too, um, especially the way they're oh, playing 100%. bartender now. I've not doesn't seem to be quite as slow as in uh, recent years. Um, I think Buddy again adds a lot. This is kind of a constant theme of this uh, this episode. What, what were your thoughts, Bruce? I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, when Buddy's on, he is really on and he can show off. Um, and, you know, at the end of Bartender, at the end of Bartender, excuse me, uh, him and Tim really kind of lock up and do some cool stuff. I'm really into that song right now. Ever since I saw it last year in uh, West Palm, it really kind of stuck me. I'm like, yeah, that's funky. I like that. Um, and then the so much bridge too much there was a nice little scat there at the end of too much um from dave that it seemed like there were some little lyrics or something in there um, or something that he had on his mind that weren't wasn't just gibberish uh so that was kind of cool they really got into that end of too much i liked it the nancy's was good i mean there's some good uh, i believe rashawn on muted trumpet in there um uh, one little segment which i kind of wish they did a little more um with Rashawn because I really think that he provides some uh some good layering like some thoughtful solos there when he's on muted trumpet um and it kind of makes you listen a little more intently in my opinion um and then Tim you know he destroyed the end of it uh but they didn't go into warehouse which was a little uh interesting because you know there was segue 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 and then no warehouse I kind of wanted the warehouse Kind of thought that would happen, but uh, went into Samurai Cop instead. I know we saw it in uh, Pensacola, but is Dave still playing uh, that same 
new guitar on Samurai Cop, or or did they did he switch I'm it up? I'm not a hundred percent sure, honestly. It sounds different. It's really loud. Really loud, especially at the show. We were like, "Good God!" <laughs> it was so loud. Now, next we've got a a mid set Gray Street, um, which I think people people really want to see Gray Street earlier on in a show. Another staple now. Here on out, Dave Solo gives the band a break. Then uh, you go Don't Drink the Water. And then next up we have Recently, which was a highlight of this show um, for me. I know we, we talked about it, but how Buddy, again, just sounds great on this song and the jam at the end where they're switching off solos. Dave with the like some improv scatting with the... Uh, Pretty girl outro and uh, Buddy chiming in a little bit. Bruce, what'd you what'd you think about that performance? Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, this is another song that um, you know we just really want to see in heavy rotation. It's one of those that kind of um, you know exposes every single member of the band. It shows them off and highlights them. And um, yeah, that back and forth is great. I think it's a little different now. They've got a they added an extra little segment for Buddy to kind of shine on. And then, um, yeah, the I think Dave either, number one, uh, forgot what to say when he was coming into the pretty girl part, um, got tripped up, and then just started scatting. And I love that stuff. I love when they mess up and they have to improv because that's when they show off how good they really are and how they can do shit on the fly, and I love it. I think, actually, we should just cut in right now and play a little bit of that uh, recently jam and um, maybe about 30 seconds, a minute of it, and let everyone else see and see how much they like it. Here we go. Here's a little bit of recently from Camden, night one. Ending of recently from Camden Night One. Another great performance of that song. Uh, next up, Every Day, Buddy once again. Back-to-back songs where I think he really he really shines uh, playing Boyd's parts flawlessly and adding his own spin to it. 
Then you go she, uh, a late late set staple for the band since it uh, debuted last year on Come Tomorrow. Bring it down a little bit with Digging a Ditch. Funny the way it is. Followed up by Pantalanaga Pampa into Rapunzel to end the main set. I don't want to say Dave's voice sounded bad. He's just singing a little differently. I don't know if some of the solo shows um, took a little bit of a toll on him this past week, but definitely uh, not hitting falsettos like he's like he's been doing. And you can you could tell that on "Do You Remember" and "Here On Out." But we really like the way he's approaching these songs and how he's singing it a little differently, don't we, Bruce? Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely like the. Uh, I guess I don't know if you call it improvisational use of his voice um, for Do You Remember? I thought it was kind of cool. I didn't think I'd ever heard that before. I've heard him kind of uh, try to raise it up and kind of yell through the higher notes on Rapunzel before. I think we've all heard that. Um, But yeah, it just sounded like his voice was a little tired, um, as is mine. So maybe he had a sinus infection as I've had for a freaking week, but who knows? Um, And he's got a lot of shows coming up. So I hope if there's something ailing him and it kind of goes away, um but you know it it is what it is life of a vocalist i guess um but uh solid into a solid set and how about that encore there nolan two-step into ants let's go Ooh, exactly i mean oh i'm so glad that two-step is being played again um i don't care if it's shortened truncated whatever people want to call it i want to see it every single two-night stand um, I want to see it open some shows. I just want to see it played, played, and played to death. Um, this particular one had a uh, nice little lyrical intro that uh, wasn't just Dave mumbling right before the Time Bomb intro. And um, I really thought it was uh, kind of nice. It sounded like he had uh, some good thoughts going on in his head there. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree with that. And I mean, I I want him to play it a ton, and I want you to see it because I know you kind of struggle sometimes to remember the lyrics to that song. So I think that would that would be beneficial <laughs> to you. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Oh, I guess we need to tell that story now. Yeah, so um, last year, Nolan, he had a wedding. It was his own wedding. And I was one of the people that stood beside him during his wedding and um, was supposed to recite... Um, a poem written by Dave Matthews and it happened to be this song called two step and um, a certain someone, uh, the uh, officiant forgot to bring uh, the paper. I forgot to give you oh. the lyrics that we wanted to be read. Yeah. Cause they were chopped up into a certain sections, um, a uh, cut and paste job of two step. Yeah. Of like the first two verses ish. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know how in the world you forget about it. It's not like there was anything else more important going on that day. Yes, this is true. It's not like I got assaulted uh, right before the wedding either, but that's that's another story. You can leave that. That's another podcast. But um, yeah, so I am told to read the thing, and I'm like, um, I don't have it. I look at Nolan like, what? And Nolan looked at the efficient. Do you have the paper? And he's like, no. And so I just go, okay. And said whatever came out of my mouth. You're just going to have to do it from memory. Uh, just just do the chorus. Just do the chorus. It'll be and fine. I, think I said, I don't know it. And then just said it. I mean, I felt like when Dave forgets lyrics, that's what it's like. You're put on the spot. You have no idea what to do. And then just yikes. 
Um, I did a pretty decent job, but it was, to me, it was brutal. Other people said whatever. And I think I ended it with, uh, yeah, I don't know. And walked off. So it was an epic encore, uh, here in Camden and also at your wedding. It was actually perfect. It was one of our favorite moments from the wedding and the photo of it is incredible. (laughs) Uh, Had to make sure that story got told because it's an all time, all time story. Speaking of two step lyrics and everything, I think we're actually going to play this uh, little intro to two step for you right here. And um, yeah, so hopefully you enjoy this and um, we'll be back in just a second. that as well man they're really settling into a groove here on this song i really hope that they kind of mix it up and throw in maybe a little buddy on piano with carter in the background kind of that 07 butch and carter jams that they had and they don't have to do that for five six seven minutes just throw a couple minutes they're on at the end and i mean i would just love to see any two steps. So if they're playing it at six minutes, that's fine with me. But if you want to throw a little 10 minute version with a little buddy piano solo in there that keep the groove going, I'm good with that too. Anyways, right into ants, cap off a great show. You can't get a much better encore than that, honestly. And um, I think we've waxed on about this one way too much. So Nolan, kick us off. Let's go into night two. Night two, the number one rarity on DMB Almanac, but... Do we think it translates to the best show so far, Bruce? I'm going to go with a spoiler alert here and say no. No. Great start. We'll get into the the ending and how the show finishes up. So, granny opener. Granny last opened on June 21st, 2016 at Jones Beach, uh, nearly two years ago. 
it opened our podcast and then opens Camden yep. night too. So coincidence? Obviously I don't the know. band is listening, I think. Someone's listening to this podcast. I think so. Someone important in the band. Thanks, Dave. Dave. <clears throat> Bruce, what happens next? You know, get into a little bit of a um normal groove here with satellite and bayou. Um I think that's those are the first time they've been played since Maryland Heights. I think that's a record for satellite. Missing more than one or two shows is probably a record for satellite, honestly. But then um, they toss it right to uh, a little tour debut with number 27. And um, that was only the fifth time that song's been played since 2014. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I like that song. Me too. I really wish it had been on Big Whiskey. I think it would have fit in really well on that album, more so than some of the, the ones that made the actual cut. Mm-hmm. Always like number 27. I hope it sticks around. And then, here we go, your favorite song, a song that we pleaded last week that it stay in heavy rotation, The Stone. Stone, baby. Thank God. I mean, it seems like this is going to be a tour staple. Knock on wood. But, you know, please just keep playing it. Don't leave me ever again, Stone. Please, please. I need you in my life and in my set list every single show. And just that stone crush back to back is freaking awesome. I mean, there are the only two before these crowded streets songs for the night. So that kind of blows. But, you know, back to back stone crush. Bam. My favorite song. Your favorite song. Yeah. Gotta love it. And I'll add that that makes the seventh BTCS song from the weekend. So, gosh, I don't want to keep harping on this. But last week we said, please just play btcs and yeah again they listen we asked they're 100 listening. They, oh they're listening and this takes us into another song that we said needs to be played needs to be brought back sugar will oh yes yes the liberation i am not 100 percent sure it might be the first liberation this tour um that was last played actually at a show we were at um, July 30th, 2016, at night two of West Palm Beach. 2016 Sugar Wills, they were pretty good. I think we saw a really good one with uh, Jimmy Herring guesting in Atlanta. Yes, we did. And um, the only thing that I would change about Sugar Will, honestly, is I wish that it would start with the Dave kind of solo guitar just starting that way as opposed to the horn starting that lick. I love that lick on guitar, um, but can't complain. Nice version, Tim rips it here at the end and um i think we should play a little bit of this this solo here by timmy what do you think nolan oh i i need to hear it the people need to hear this i agree and um i mean i think there is a little bit of talking going on so we apologize uh for the fans that couldn't hold their beers but um there seems to be some loud conversation so please ignore that and just focus yourself on timmy
Tim Reynolds, ladies and gentlemen. Again, apologies for those chompers in the crowd. Gosh, enjoy the freaking amazing music that's being played. Oh, but I'll I'll say one more thing about Sugar Will. Um, two more things actually. Like you said, that that riff that Dave plays, I don't know how he plays it for an entire song, because uh, that will hurt your hand. But it is so hypnotic, and I mean, it's one of my favorite riffs that he's written. One of those riffs is kind of like the stone. That's just it could go on and on forever, and doesn't bother me one bit and i'll i'll add one more thing that it's an odd thing and i'm not i'm not complaining about it but uh when dave sings the line maybe not so used to be sweet he has changed it to good and it's it's been changed for a while now but every time i hear that i'm like no that's not the lyric why did you change that (laughs) (laughs) yeah um can't argue with you there um but like you said, not trying to nitpick, just, you know, that's, we like the original when it said that, but whatever. If the song's going to get played, you can say good, you can say bad, you can give me the middle finger uh, and not say a word there, but I just want to hear that song because it's a great song um, and thank you for bringing it back. Yes, thank you. We are not ungrateful. Thank you so much for playing it. <laughs> <laughs> because we know you're listening. Yeah. And speaking of great songs, the next song is, um, well, not that. Um, I'm not a fan of Sledgehammer anymore. I was in 2008, honestly, and thought it was cool. I thought that they nailed it. I don't really know what's going on now, but Dave can't really hit it anymore on that song. And it sounds like he struggles every time. So it doesn't really make sense to me why he continues to play. I think it's because um, they've got the little, you know, buddy lead in. So it's one of those songs that, you know, they think is in that category of, well, buddy can do this. It kind of lets him shine. Let's play it. And they're in that groove and they're going to play it. You know, it's been played, I think, six times already this tour. So pretty much 50-50 shot, you're going to get sledgehammer. Anyways. Whatever. I don't think it needs to be played, but whatever. But speaking of covers, um, Nolan, tell me one that you think uh, needs to be played more. The Maker. Tour debut of The Maker with, very surprised to have seen this, uh, Amos Lee. Philly native. Excuse me. Hang on on one second. Nolan, it is a liberation of The Maker. And it was last played at The Gorge, which is Live Tracks 44 with Carlos Malta. Just, just uh, Just a little note there. Continue with your uh, Maker with Amos Lee, though. Yes. It didn't start off so well. Kind of seemed like Amos maybe didn't know the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First verse, a little rough. Um, especially you see the video of it um, when he's he's trying to read the teleprompter. Oh, yeah, the whole song. Yeah. Reminded us of the Cortez the Killer with Susan Tedeschi that we saw in Jacksonville where, you know, fine performances but you could you could just tell the guests didn't really maybe weren't quite as familiar with the song right still cool uh and uh oh absolutely yeah both have incredible voices so that was that was pretty cool to hear amos lee is one of my favorite singer songwriters of all time he is incredible he makes me weak at the knees and has for over a decade I've seen him several times live. 
um, a few times open for Dave, a few times, you know, by himself. Um, and he's incredible. And, you know, he was just, he did a great job showcasing the range of his boys and everything on this song. He just, they either hadn't sound checked it or something, um, or he forgot. And that's fine. Like he saved it the rest of the song. And actually, um, he, they really nailed it here at the end. And Jeff had a nice little tasteful solo here. And um, then it kind of led into the final verse with Dave and Amos, where they really kind of finally locked up. And it's good enough that we're going to play it for you right now. Another great cover that DMB does. Shout out to Daniel Lanois for that beautiful song. Ooh, yeah. The rest of the main set, though, going from there, a little less than ideal. Big contrast mm-hmm. to night one. Uh, but the, yeah. this last run here is, gosh, just, and I don't know if it's because we have seen this run before. I, it seems like yeah. <laughs> It seems like we have, or we've just seen it on sets a lot. It's just not our favorite. We do love YIM because it's a good way to remember yeah. Leroy Moore. R.I.P. Roy. R.I.P. to the Grugrux King. And it's you know it's a quick song. It's fast. It's upbeat. Great graphics on the screen, by the way. If y'all haven't seen it, uh, check out a video or just get your ass to a show. You'll probably see YIM. Yeah, great graphics um, using the Big Whiskey cover art. Yes. And then Can't Stop. I th- we could... I think we could do an entire podcast about the song "Can't Stop." Do we want to do that? No, no, we so. do not. No, we'll have we'll have our friend Brendan on to tell us how awesome "Free the Beast" inside of me is. Brendan, get a life. Have uh, "Can't Stop" is just <laughs> just they're just I don't just move on. I'm moving no, on. No more "Can't Stop." I'm moving on. Then he got you and me, which I believe Bruce you said is the millennial version of "Crash Into Me." Pretty much, it's. It's going to get played. Um, I've accepted it. The song is fine. It's a um, nice little guitar, I guess, in there. Um, not something that I go into a show wanting to hear. Crowd loves it. It's whatever. All this stuff grouped together um, isn't the best, and it always kind of seems to be at the end of a set 
right before something like Jimmy thing, which um, I defend Jimmy. It's classic Dave Matthews band to me. Um, 100%. I, yeah, it's got the great riff, fine lyrics. Everyone sings along. Um, you know, it showcases all the members of the band. I understand why Dave likes it. There is um, some good improv in there. I have not liked having a cover song attached to it. I do like that they got rid of Sexy mf because I thought, honestly, that was embarrassing um, to be doing that for 10 years uh, live, especially when uh, <laughs> his kids were younger and kind of standing on the side of the stage. And I, I remember seeing that one time. I was like, that's a little weird, um, but whatever. But uh, Fly Like an Eagle is a lot better. Um, I think it's pretty cool and it would be cool to see. I just, you know, I, I like my 10 minute Jimmy's, but whatever we can, you know, spout on and off about that. Jimmy is going to be what it is and it's going to be around because uh, Dave loves it. He loves how everybody in the band gets to show off. Um, and there were some good moments in here. And I do think it's uh, it's a version, actually, I think that uh, is worth uh, revisiting. Um, there's a couple little good Rashawn moments before he gets into the really upper registers. Uh, there's some good Jeff in there and they don't go on and on and on forever. Um, like some versions, they kind of keep it a little bit shorter. And I, I actually thought this was a pretty good version of Jimmy. It's, uh, you know, just at the end of a set, like it has been for quite a while now and led us into, I think, uh, Nolan's favorite closer. Oh God. Well, I'll, I'll I'll add one thing about Jimmy real quick, especially since we know what we say on this podcast comes into fruition. Uh, open with Jimmy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Open with it. Yes. We've been saying this for years. Yes. Open with Jimmy thing and everyone will love it. Yeah. It's a corner of Gray Street podcast guarantee, by the way. Jimmy thing just got the corner of Gray Street podcast bump. So be on the lookout. The next up, you have Shake Me Like a Monkey that ends the main set and mm-hmm. hmm. Mm-mm-mm. no yeah just it's just you know what it's just not a closer um great on the album it has never landed live whatever it's short they want to close with it i don't know of anyone that likes shake me as a closer personally but whatever let's move on we love the album version and it it packs a punch so i'll give it that moving on to the encore Billy's E1 is a nice little spot. Yeah, Billy's E1 followed by All Along the Watchtower, which we mentioned last week, probably being played at the highest level of any song right now that's being played by the band. Solid encore, solid way to end the weekend. It was, uh, I'd say, overall pretty good weekend. You know, um, If you went to both shows, I think that you'd be fairly satiated. And, um, you know, you get a little bit of everything in there. Uh, uh, ending run tonight too, excluded. I thought that the rest was pretty damn good. Um, and you know they're still throwing in some tour debuts, a couple liberations, a couple songs that we threw out, um, got played. And um, well, they've got a bunch of shows coming up. Nolan, is there anything that you'd like to see coming up? I mean, there's so many songs we have to choose from. Why, yes, Bruce, there actually are. We would love to see. I think we mentioned these last week as well, but. Kit Kat Jam, You Never Know, The Dreaming Tree. I'm going to say it every show. Bismarck, 
what happened to you? Where are you? Where are you hiding? Why are you hiding? Bismarck. Yeah, come out of hiding, please. Yes. Um, we need to see you again. We'll touch on, so far, zero Away From The World songs have been played this tour. Oh. Clearly, people don't like that album um, in the band. You know, throw us a bone here and there from Away From The World. I thought it was a good album. Uh, shout out Steve Lillywhite. You the man. All right, and we just we'll close this segment with a little thanks to the tapers, Zach Money, from uh, night one, and Jeff Travitz, night two. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And actually, speaking of uh, Jeff Travis, we're gonna play a little track that he recorded from night two of Camden. Here's a little of that number twenty-seven tour debut. Hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you enjoy this, because Nolan, we're introducing a new segment this week, aren't we? Yes, we are. The new segment is Today in DMB History, and today in DMB History, we take you back to 2003, June 17th, at Germain Amphitheater in Columbus, Ohio. This is the tour opener for that famed 2003 tour. Um, I think it's well known for kind of the variety that the band was throwing out there during 2003 uh central park came out in 2003 uh, or happened in 2003 came out what an idiot um and they start the show with a bang here in holland uh a little too much opener i mean how awesome is that great way to start the tour kick the doors down here we go we're ready boom um and then they kind of go through the set with a really short when the world ends it actually has the last verse excluded. It's only two minutes long. Um, if I had it all, a couple everyday songs there. They played a nice version of Crush, a nice rhyme and reason, which uh, Dave forgot the vocals a couple times, forgot the lyrics there, which was kind of a uh, theme throughout this show because he kind of does a similar thing in Bartender. Um, and then a little You Never Know, which is what we just said should come back this year. This You Never Know has just a beautiful Leroy Moore segment. I mean, I don't know of a You Never Know that had Roy on it that wasn't beautiful. I actually don't know of a You Never Know that doesn't have a Jeff moment, a Roy moment. There hasn't been one that hasn't been good with the saxophone solo, I don't think. And I'm going to go ahead and vote that we play like 30 or 45 seconds here of this You Never Know because, I mean, oh, is it sensual.
Next, we go into Stay, followed by Gray Street, followed by Typical Situation, Liberation. First full band, Typical, since August 26th, 2000 in Hartford. Can you believe it took them three years to play Typical? That seems weird to me. It does seem odd. I think they, uh, I mean, I think they could still play it even more than they do now. Um, 100%. Then we go into just a gorgeous Loving Wings. Leroy Moore just doing his best. Yeah, the Loving Wings, Nolan. Um, I like that song, and some people don't, it seems. Um, I know that you like that song. Um, like you said, Leroy does a great job, and he used to always just, you know, it's kind of like a you-never-know situation. Uh, him and Carter always used to do a good job. And I think, honestly, this is, you know what? Executive decision. We're going to play a little bit of this Loving Wings outro here uh, because, um, I mean, shout out Grux. be honest i was not aware that people did not like loving wings and i'm I'm not sure how you could listen to that and not enjoy it but whatever maybe because it goes into where are you going next i don't know then you've got the last stop crowd favorite our favorite the liberation here the last time it had been played before this show was july 11th 1999 so almost almost four years on the shelf for the last stop which dang i know i know and and just another one of those, like, this is a tour opener, and bam, here's a little last stop for you. How you like that? Gimme. Give Gimme give that. Even though it wasn't the best version, it had a nice little vocal prelude from Dave, um, one of those Middle Eastern, all that kind of stuff. Um, and he forgets probably three-fourths of the lyrics, it seems. Doesn't really know where he is, but the band held it down. They didn't miss a beat. No matter what Dave was singing, they were just like, you know what, this is the song, and we know it, you don't, fine. Um, And they just kept it moving. And honestly, I don't care. Again, I don't care about mess-ups. Like, play the daggone song. I don't think Dave cares about it either, as long as the band is nailing the music. I I think the lyrics, I think he said it, the lyrics are kind of secondary. He just wants the music right. 
great point. And speaking of getting the music right, we're going to play this little section of Last Stop and just listen to Roy in the background here. Um, he throws in a little, couple little ad lib additions that, um, I mean, it's just one of those things that uh, was patently Leroy Moore. So uh, here it is. Here's about 30 seconds of uh, The Last Stop. song comes back i really really do we're gonna throw that on our uh corner of gray street bump for songs that we want played but the rest of the set ends with um it goes every day and tripping billies and then the encore is a little grace is gone and pig as the show closer how about that i mean i i've never thought of pig being a closer but hell yeah yeah that's so cool i mean i Again, we love the creativity and the set list. That's uh, that's something we love about this band, and uh, sometimes need more of. But it looks like they're uh, trending in that that direction currently. You know, that was kind of what the staple of uh, that year was in two thousand three. Just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what would stick. And um, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of that this year. So we'll see what happens. And that wraps up the inaugural segment of this day in DMB history. We'd appreciate any uh, feedback, any suggestions, ideas of of shows um, that have stuck out to you. I know it depends on the day that we're recording, but uh, shoot us an email, graystreetpod at gmail.com. If you have any shows that that you would like to see included in the podcast for this segment. And next up, we just have a few things to... uh, to talk about to wrap up this this week's podcast uh we're going to start with the new version of come tomorrow featuring brandy carlisle um kind of a surprise that it was released last week uh bruce what uh what were your thoughts on that new version yeah um it was a surprise kind of one of those whoa out of left field y'all had another version of come tomorrow um really something that I saw people clamoring for, but um, I like Brandy Carlisle. I think a lot of people do. And I thought that this version was better than the album version, uh, a little more Brandy, um, you know, is always a good thing. And I think that uh, they should have used this version actually, or at least had her more prominent on the album. Not really sure why they didn't. Um, maybe Brandy's recent rise in popularity has something to do with them wanting to do it a year later. Not really sure, but I mean, I liked it, and uh, I think you did too, right? I did, yes. I thought it was much better than the album version, and this will be the first and last time that I'm going to compare Come Tomorrow to Spoon, but... uh, Oh, don't do it! I'm doing it, but I like what what they did with, uh, you know, Dave starting off with the first verse and throwing it to Alanis 
in Spoon and then Brandy Carlisle in Come Tomorrow. And that's really the only comparison there is with the two songs. Uh, so, Not all members of the Corner of Gray Street podcast endorse this opinion. Talking about Come Tomorrow and Spoon in the same breath. Well, it just happened. <laughs> to all the uh, the vets out there, I'm, I'm not trying to say Come Tomorrow is as good as Spoon. Let's be real. Come on. No, no. I, I know what you mean. And, you know, it's um, it's a good point. Uh, they did a good job, you know, with the little interplay there. And, um, you know, it's always good to have uh, some guests on some albums, just throw them in there. Um, I don't really want this song to resurface or anything. Um, I don't care to see it live. But, um, you know, it was nice to hear something fresh. We'll also mention uh, we tweeted uh, about the song and uh, mentioned Brandy Carlisle in it. And she liked our tweet. So Gray Street Pod at Gray Street Pod on your Twitter and Instagram, making some moves. So be on the lookout. Yeah, exactly. Um, Brandy, hey, how you doing? Because we know you're listening now. We have also had a few Dave Solo appearances. Um, right before the Camden show was out in San Francisco, um, and there were a few videos that surfaced of this. Dave sounded pretty good vocally. I love Dave Solo stuff. Um, I think right before Don't Drink the Water, this is where he teased the riff a little bit. So maybe we'll get that back into rotation. We'll see. Um, he also had, he also performed out at the songwriters hall of fame induction, uh, for Yusuf Islam slash cat Stevens. I'm sure you all know who that is. And he played the song father and son as a uh, tribute as they were inducting him. Um, I believe tonight is the Dave Matthews beach bash solo show out at Cape Cod, which would be kind of cool. And it'll be interesting to see, what the set brings there. Um, but more interestingly, they play at uh, Ken and Dagwa, New York for CMAC tomorrow night. Um, and so we'll get a little full Dave and Tim show tomorrow night, Nolan. That should be a good one. Uh, and then DMB is back on Wednesday in Bethel, New York, followed by Mansfield, Massachusetts, Friday. Be sure to check that out on the SiriusXM stream. Uh, they then go to Hartford on Saturday and. Sure, that'll be an interesting show. Always an interesting time in Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, and then six days off until Deer Creek. That's about it for us on the podcast this week. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the shows if you're going. Yeah, and there are a lot of them. So I'm sure several of you will be hitting uh, some or all. I don't know. Some of y'all major hardcore fans, but there are a lot of shows this week. So stay safe and enjoy them. Yeah, plenty of shows uh, to see the Matthews Band this week. And that means plenty of opportunities to listen to our podcast as you're driving to those shows or tailgating or whatever you want to do. Um, but if you're looking to find us, you can find us on Facebook, The Corner of Gray Street Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Gray Street Pod. For any feedback, hit us up at our email. It's graystreetpod at gmail.com. We're now on Apple Podcasts. Finally, thank God. Uh, I know, seriously. Gosh, it took forever. But thank you, Apple. Uh, Overcast, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, tune in. Please subscribe, rate, review, five stars. Yes, we need some more reviews and ratings other than our parents. <laughs> Eight. Thank you to everyone for listening uh, and engaging with us on social media as we try and build up our, our platforms there. 
and for all the feedback, yes. especially on the message boards. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes, exactly. We've received some emails, private messages, all kinds of stuff this week. And keep it up. Positive, negative, whatever. We want to hear it from you. And um, just thank you guys yet again. Nolan, thanks for doing this again. Sign us off, buddy. I enjoyed it, as always. Ready to keep this thing going throughout the summer and beyond. You guys probably heard too much of our voices during this podcast. So it's only fitting to end the show with too much from Camden, night one. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week on the corner of Gray Street. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy.